0: 244, that music you hear is, of course, the uh, old theme to Star Wars. And uh, AM640's very own Andy Borkowski got a chance to go do one of these uh, media sneak peeks, sneak previews of the uh, movie Rogue One, which is coming out on the December the 16th, and uh, Andy, of course, AM640 news anchor and host of uh, video game sophistry that can be heard on AM640 every Sunday at 7 p.m. Andy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for that, Chris Crest. Hey, thanks very much for joining me on the air here today to talk about this. I I was uh, watching your uh, review that is on uh, 640toronto.com. Uh, you did a little video review of the uh, movie Rogue One, which you watched, was it last night? Uh, it was actually Monday morning Monday. Okay. at uh, nine thirty a.m. Wow, that's kind of a not not the time of day when you're really geared up to watch a movie. But I understand uh, it's necessary. They, they've got to try and get something where a, a lot of people are working and the, these media people can get in and watch it. Yeah,
1: no, they have. Uh, it was very very hush hush. We had to make sure all of our phones were locked away outside, and I still had popcorn. Though I, I would <laughs> rue the day that I saw a Star Wars movie without popcorn, even if it's nine thirty in the morning.
0: Awesome and did you get it in? A, get a collector's cup with a little Chewbacca head or anything like that?
1: That was not available. Surprisingly, too bad. At too bad. Thirty in the morning.
0: So I started watching your video this morning, and I I thought, oh, why am I watching this when I could talk to you about it? You said Rogue One is the human face of Star Wars, and that's something I've always I complained about Star Wars when I compare it to my nerd favorite Star Trek, <laughs> is that Star Wars isn't enough about humans and people. And what is it that that sets this one apart?
1: Well, you think about um, the Star Wars story, and you and I both know, we both love Star Wars. Most of my clothing is emblazoned with the Star Wars logo, so this is something... I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) It means a lot to me. It's very, very special to me. So the original trilogy, the six movies that came before this, were more about an individual being picked out of obscurity and uh, achieving greatness, you know, fighting against the odds. And that's fun, but it's, it's kind of a, uh, a childlike look at what humanity really is. Whereas Rogue One is so different. It's about what it would be like if you lost everything. I liken it more to A Saving Private Ryan mm. than I do uh, traditional Star Wars. It's so powerful. It's so different, too. And it does rely on that great original story that was created you know, some 30 years ago, 40 years ago. But it's just so different. And you spoke that you, you know, love the Star Trek geekdom and how important that is to Mm -hmm. you. I really think you are going to adore this movie because at some points it reminded me of the glimpses of Star Trek that I've seen about a crew of people coming together and just fighting against the odds.
0: So the previews uh, circle around one specific character, but you're saying it's more of an ensemble cast. It's more of an
1: ensemble cast that doesn't have any particular superpowers, you know, there's no lightsabers or Jedi's in the main cast, and they go into it with a a very bleak perspective that they're likely all going to die. The uh, premise of this movie, of course, is they're trying to find the Death Star plans, and uh, that's very important to the overall Star Wars narrative. It was kind of the impetus and pushing factor of Episode Four. It
0: was just in the... That's sort of the setup of the original Star Wars movie, that R2-D2 has these plans, Mm -hmm. so we know someone gets them, and he's got to deliver them to Princess Leia.
1: Exactly, and this is the story... Of how we got those plans. And when I said in the review, this is the human face of Star Wars, we get to see what it is like in this world to be living under the boot of tyranny. And that's something that they've always kind of gleamed within Star Wars. But traditionally, Star Wars, like I said, is about that hero's journey. This is about what it's like to lose everything and still fight. And that's such a human thing uh, that we see in film I really think that even people that are not big fans of Star Wars will adore this movie because of that reason. I was bawling 9.30 in the morning with a bunch of other media people, (laughs) big bearded dude just crying into his popcorn. This is an incredible film, and uh, yeah, it's very different, which I think makes it... So unique and
0: refreshing. I think, I I remember reading uh, that there had been some reshoots and people were concerned that Disney was taking a little bit of a a bite out of the action and some of the drama in this movie. Did you see any taste of that?
1: I think maybe a lot of the reshoots might have been to um, give it that gritty edge. This is a bleak, bleak movie in a lot of ways. When you compare it to episode seven, that everyone just screamed about and loved, the uh, J.J. Abrams continuing the story. This is very, very different. This is more gritty. This is more real. So um, it's possible that those kind of reshoots kind of supported that image a little bit. Um, if you compare to what happened in Episode 7 and what they were trying to do there, the story they were trying, trying to tell...
0: Sort of a recreation feels, of A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. This feels like such a unique... And forward-thinking
1: perspective that uh, it, it, it kind of surprises me. I'm worried about like how it might well not how it's going to sell because everyone in the world is going to see this movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have that sense of fan service that you got so much from Episode Seven.
0: Right, and and, and I don't I don't stuff. personally mind that Andy. Sorry, I'm almost out of yeah, time of here, but I sort of I, I I hate when they do they pander too much to Mm -hmm. the to the nerds as speaking as one of them I don't I don't I can tell when I'm being pandered to and I think that a discerning audience doesn't want that they just want to see a good movie that happens to take place in that Star Wars universe
1: I agree completely Chris Creston and I'll I'll just leave you with this that in my opinion someone that spent you know his first 30 years on this planet loving Star Wars so much this is the best Star Wars movie going experience I've ever had Rogue One come out.
0: From. Wow. Really? And you watched it at 9.30 in the morning? That's it. I watched it at <laughs> 9.30 in the morning with a bunch of
1: other uh, hoity-toity uh, media people. So I had some of the worst conditions, and it was still just a really, just a very powerful movie-going experience. So
0: it's it's yeah. generally compared in the in the whole world of Star Wars. I've been reading reviews. People are comparing it to Empire Strikes Back, which is considered to be the best of the mm-hmm. seven movies. How yeah, do you no, think it think, stacks up? Are you think, saying that it is you said this is the best movie going experience you've this ever is had? The best
1: Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Wow. Plainly, plainly that... they they took a story Star Wars traditionally is kind of a very um banal story mm-hmm. that we've seen before of the hero slaying the dragon. This is a story about people. This is more saving Private Ryan. This tells you more about what it's like to live the human condition, and for me, movies like that will always be more impactful. It's like you said earlier, I want a movie that tells a great story, doesn't pander to the fans, and uh, Rogue One, I think, really does that.
0: Awesome, Andy. Thank you so much for your time. It's uh, truly a ringing endorsement for this movie. You can watch Andy's video uh, uh, video review at 640toronto.com, and you can uh, catch him every Sunday, 7 p.m., Video Games Sophistry. Thanks a lot, Andy.
1: Thank you, Chris Creston.